tell you that everything is everything. Everything is everything. Everything is everything. Everything. After winter, must come spring. Everything is everything. Welcome back to Misfits and Mystics podcast, where we have conversations intersecting faith spirituality, mental health, artistry, social justice, and lately, whatever us wanderers like to discuss, especially now in these interesting times. We hope you're continuing to stay safe and showing some love to yourself and those around you and staying home if you can. Um, And today, I have a guest who is here with me um, virtually. And I'm going to let her introduce herself, but this week we are revisiting the current state of our world with COVID-19 and what that means for us as people and as a planet. And um, we're going to get into some the woo-woo side of COVID-19. There's a lot of talk about COVID-19 from a medical perspective, from an economic perspective, a political perspective, but I'm not hearing a lot of people go into it about the spiritual side. Um, So I have my friend, Chloe, and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about herself. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. Um, Basically, um, so I'm Chloe. Um, you can find me as Chloe Rebecca, Mystic Visions, ATX, um, online and on the socials. Um, I just kind of like brief background, I guess, about my connection to spirituality and all that. Um, so I do, I have recently, um, started a business as a intuitive mindset coach, um, as well as a Oracle reader. Um, which for those listeners who are not familiar with that, it is essentially the same thing as tarot, um, except that oracle cards are um, each are specific to the creator of each deck. Um, so every deck is going to have a different theme, um, different cards, um, and they're all unique to that designer, that creator, that author, artist. Um, whereas tarot is relatively all the same, regardless of the artist or creator of the deck. Um, so I do that. Um, and I definitely come from a very spiritual background, although a little ambiguous. My parents did um, encourage me to go to church a few times growing up. We went on on major holidays like Easter and Christmas. Um, we went once a week for a few months of my life there when I was younger, but, um, we never, I never really took to it. Um, and we tried different, I think a Presbyterian and we tried, um, a couple other, um, different churches, but obviously they didn't make a huge impression (laughs) because I can't remember (laughs) what they were, (laughs) but, um, yeah. And so, And then I just, I really, everything has kind of been, um, picked up throughout, throughout the years, throughout my life. I've always like naturally been drawn to, um, various forms of divination, like tarot and Oracle, um, cards, 
and um, just really interested in like the natural world and Mother Earth and all these things, um, as well as like, you know, our, our hot words like law of attraction and abundance and manifestation um, and all these, these good buzzwords we're hearing these days. So, um, so yeah, that's just, that's a little about me. Yeah. And Chloe is actually the person I've mentioned you without mentioning you before. Oh. Um, (laughs) Chloe is actually the person that did my first Oracle reading um, and encouraged me to seek out an Oracle deck for myself. So a lot of listeners know that I've started like doing Oracle readings for myself Yes, um, I didn't know that. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, I have a deck. It's uh, Wisdom of the Oracle. Um, I just came across it at a bookstore and just That's the best ones felt inclined to pick it up and get it. Nice. Um, and I've just been working with that deck for about oh, it's probably been almost a year. Uh, no, not a year. Um, maybe like six months, six or seven months. That's like a good bit of time. Yeah. And kind of on and off, like there, when I first got the deck, I was really like intrigued by it and like would, you know, interact with it at least once a week, if not more. Um, And then when I started my Mystic Flow class, um, someone had suggested to me that maybe I try doing like a card pull before every class and let that be the motivator of the themes that we do. Um, So I started doing that without really telling the class that I was actually doing that because I wasn't sure how like people would react to it Mm -hmm. Uh, like I didn't want to scare people away (laughs) um but then the two classes that I taught on Instagram live I just incorporated uh that into the class so I did a three card uh pull like before I taught and then I basically jotted down a few notes about like what I was getting from it and then I taught the class and then at the end I invited people to stick around and just sort of hear like my interpretation of what I pulled and um you know that kind of be that but there's definitely like a season like maybe somewhere within like the third or fourth month I wasn't like interacting with the deck as much like I kind of had to put it down for a little while mm-hmm. and life just sort of, you know, was happening, but I was, as still, it does. Yeah. I was still very much like aware and mindful and obviously like I still engage in other practices. Like I still draw from inspiration and wisdom from the Bible and like have meditation time and things like that. Um, so yeah, you, um, 
I am, yeah, I do that. <laughs> That's so cool. I had no idea. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and well, and it's so interesting to you, just a little tidbit. Um, I have personally found, and I think a lot of people who work with cards, Oracle cards, especially, um, find that not, you know, one deck may definitely speak to you more than others. Mm -hmm. However, like different decks will work better at different times. So like, I definitely have like my top two favorite decks, but I have, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, (laughs) eight or so right now Mm -hmm. for the time being, it'll probably double in size soon enough, but um that I like rotate between because that's definitely like uh what's going on in your life and the world thing and sometimes you just gotta it's like not there's not a connection there yeah yeah and then I mean I kind of knew like I guess you know it's kind of you start to become like what you attract or you start attracting things like as you start to investigate and um I guess Uh, Back in October, I did a show with um, a friend of mine here in Nashville, and um, she had a month-long residency at this venue, a really intimate space in East Nashville, and um, it was called The Witching Hour, and she talked, it was based on her experiences in New Orleans, in New Orleans, and her connection um, to, like, certain spirit guides that she had picked up, like, writing music, and the house that she was in, and, yep, that's New Orleans, yeah, things like that, and so she got different um, opening acts every week, and one of the night, one of the weeks that I was performing she also had a tarot reader like do a live reading and it was like set up like you just put your name in the hat and they'll draw two names and those two people will go up and did you get drawn and I got drawn yes and I and it was weird but also like not as soon as I like I put my name in and it was more of like, yeah, I'm going to do this to like support my friend and like participate and encourage other people to like put their name in. Um, but as soon as I put it in, like I knew that I was going to be called up mm-hmm. and I was the first person to be called up. And I mean, I just received like a general like energy reading, but you know, and so then from there, like, I connected with that person and, you know, afterwards and I kind of started to follow them and, you know, learn, like learning through mm-hmm. them um, without actually like getting too deep into tarot um, just because I just don't feel called to that right now, but it's like interesting to like learn and then like, like YouTube, it's just like funny how the inner, like the, they're listening, you know, to your conversations. So like YouTube of like suggested videos and you see these people. Do oh my gosh. I know. Meetings like online. And I just 
we'll just be so fascinated by you know it's so wild <laughs> is on that note i recently a friend forwarded me one like like a, a reader on youtube where they did like five readings then one video and it's like intuitively pick which reading is yours mm-hmm. type of like you know yeah grown adventure style right and so i did that and now like all my youtube like all the suggestions are all these and it's so it is such a wormhole like i just get so into them and it's fascinating yeah and i mean yeah that's like yeah some people they'll share like all of their decks and like tell you about each one and be like i use this like when i'm gravitating towards this and you know and kind of giving taking you step by step and it's definitely a rabbit hole that I can go down sometimes and it's interesting lately I've been seeing a lot of similar like similarities in the readings and I think that's just attributed to you know the divine like having like a universal message for Mm -hmm. a lot of us so um that's been really cool so um but yeah so in your because alicia and i like a lot of even though i am a bit more open spiritually um and my community like within my friend group is a little Uh, is more eclectic in the sense of, you know, what people are into, what people believe. But I, I guess once you, when you grow up in the church and you, that's your life, that's your subculture, I still find it hard to like weave myself into like a broader spiritual community and know like what they're saying and what they're feeling Mm -hmm. and thinking and a lot of the spiritual conversations that I'm seeing are very filtered through still through a Christian lens in relation to COVID-19 and even like you know the upcoming election and just all the things that have been happening lately in our world but I'm intrigued. What is the broader like spiritual community saying that isn't so filtered through one specific religious yeah. ideology? The, the woo, the woo woo community, the, the mystics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the psychics and intuitives and woo ladies and yes. Um, so it's really interesting because I. So I just started my coaching business um, within this past year, and um, I've only been doing Oracle readings professionally for for a couple years. Um, And so I really haven't, it's been very recent that I've been marketing myself in that way and really connecting with others who are doing the same. Um, So I had no idea until recently how huge this community is and it is so big um and very prevalent in the online world super big on instagram mostly facebook also um 
So really what I'm seeing um, a lot of is there is a collective um, agreement that we are in a major call to action um, as like humans. Um, and the term light worker is being used a lot. So the term light worker is used to describe or self-describe someone who um, works specifically with light as opposed to dark, right? Um, so love, joy, these positive, high vibe, high vibe things. Mm -hmm. um, oftentimes these people are um, energy workers. So they either have some experience in like Reiki or um, something of the sort. Um, also people who identify as modern day witches. Um, that's also a part of this community. Um, or a lot of the community is also um, people who are coaches like life coaches. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, I'm seeing a huge um, increase, like just a lot of growth in co life coaches who may not have always been um, spiritual life coaches, but who with everything that's going on are really starting to incorporate a lot of spirituality in their coaching, which is what I do, um, just given the current state of the world. Um, but as a collective, um, talking about light workers, um, and being here on this planet for this purpose, for the, for now, for COVID and what is going to come as a result. Um, and the goal to, is to essentially just help people, um, whether that be providing, um, you know, providing business coaching. Um, there are a lot of spiritual business coaches as well. It's not just like mindset coaching and life coaching. Um, and then I'm seeing a lot of like therapists, like clinical therapists who are turning more to the coaching world as well as a part of this community, um, because they want to really embrace spirituality as a part of their practice. Um, and that's a lot more accepted in the coaching community rather than the traditional therapy, um, clinical therapy community. Um, and it's really, yeah, it's just helping people, helping people get through this, um, helping people sort through their emotions, being support systems to other people, um, creating calls to action um, or call to actions, um, you know, whether that be political or not, it could be political or it could be just a call to action for self-care. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's not, a lot of these are, are more, what I'm seeing is a lot more social issue based um, without getting too political and really just getting at the core of what it means to be human right now um, and how we can support each other and how we can uplift each other um, and get each other through this, this hard time because this is, COVID-19 is really a, um, and it, 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 it is a call to action and it's here as a, um, a wake up call for humanity to recognize so many things, um, our interconnectedness, how disconnected we are from each other, from our planet, um, global warming, 
um, how money plays into things, um, our economy, how unbalanced a lot of it is, um, how oppressed a lot of people are, um, and just how we're still, yes, we're evolving, but maybe not in the way that is for humanity's highest and best. Mm. Um, and so really it's, it's, um, it's not, uh, it's not this curse that, that is being kind of talked about. It's not this, you know, um, unfortunate event. Yes, it is unfortunate. Absolutely. Um, and it's sad that so many people are dying, but guess what? It's the circle of life, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, and it really, it really is absolutely devastating the impact that it's having. However, um, you know, with the way our world was going, a lot of people are, are arguing that these deaths would have occurred regardless. Mm. And if it weren't this, it would be something else. Right. Yeah. Um, so the point being that this is that call to action that we need um that's worldwide it's not just an oppressive government that is bringing you know local citizens um to the streets to protest it's literally worldwide it's something that doesn't discriminate um you know yes we're naturally going to target elderly um, and those with weakened immune systems compromised immune systems just because it is a disease um however as we can see, like there are plenty of people in the White House who have already been infected, um, you know, and it's it's something that is is truly uniting us and really uh, opening our eyes to the divide that has been present in our cultures. Um, and by our cultures, I mean like all cultures, mm -hmm. <laughs> like everybody. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's really, it's just, there's this huge collective understanding that this doesn't have to be a curse, that it can be a blessing and that we're really being put kind of on the spot of cool. So, all right, guys, like, this is it. Like, what decision are you going to make? Yeah. Like what side of history are you going to be on? what are the next, you know, few thousand years going to look like? Mm -hmm. What is this planet going to look like? When is it going to cease to exist? You know, this is, I mean, like genuinely, like when is humanity going to cease to exist? When is this planet going to cease to exist? And this yeah. is one of those moments that is that critical. This is one of those defining moments. I'm not talking like apocalypse tomorrow, you know, but I mean, it could be the difference of a number that I don't know the name of that is so large in the years that we will continue to be, or it could be, you know, a hundred thousand years and we are no more. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is that critical right now. Um, so yeah, a call to action is what's, what's going on. <laughs> yeah, that's, I love that for like a call to action rather than like, I guess my question is like, how does that differ or how do you think it differs from, you know, 
I he, I see some people say like this is a this is a punishment from mm. God because mm-hmm. people are not living up to his standard or people so have, you know I understand um and I'm just gonna speak for myself on this not like the woo community as a collective mm-hmm. but my personal opinion is um I I think that we are really being shown ourselves. And I think that that type of thinking is an example of what may not serve us best in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that the people's feelings are being uh, really amplified and intensified right now. Um, our egos are being challenged. And I mean ego as in like our our consciousness, our, you know, like, like our, our id, our ego, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not like narcissism, but um, our ego is being challenged and it's really being brought to the surface. And I think that's that is a huge point right now um that we are really truly seeing ourselves for who we are our flaws and all um not to make us you know punish ourselves or others or you know make ourselves wrong but so that we have the opportunity to grow and overcome these things and decide make the choice to leave them behind and to not carry them forward and I think that this, this thinking of the fact that there's a God, someone who created us out of love, um, I would like to think, <laughs> um, someone who, or something rather, who um, is this big collective omniscient energy force I can't imagine that I don't want to choose to live in a world where we would be punished. I would want to choose to live in a world where we are being given the opportunity to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm like talking in circles, but, um that that is an example of an opportunity for growth Mm -hmm. yeah um because i i think a lot of people like to gravitate to that mindset um because of say what's in a lot of sacred texts and they like to use like those as examples of like well if God did this here, then God can do it again with us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I'm not saying that God didn't do this. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Um, now, my definition of God may slightly differ, yeah. but that doesn't change the fact that I do believe in a higher power, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. 
Um, and I'm not saying that like this isn't the result of a conscious decision by that higher power. What I'm saying is that it is not a punishment. This idea that, you know, because that comes from a, not a place of love. That does not come up from a place of love. You don't punish people if you love them. Mm-hmm. You offer them an opportunity to evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, punishment comes from fear. Mm. And that is not the God that I believe in. Mm. Um, and I think that a being so beyond our, um, like, I just, I don't think that we can even begin to comprehend what God is. Yeah. And I think that a being of that plane of existence of that high of frequency whatever that that being would not ever operate from a place of fear ever mm-hmm. because that's a low frequency mm-hmm. and that's not a that's not a god that's not god yeah so i just i think that it is a little misled and misinterpreted mm-hmm. this way of thinking Um, and I all, and like I said, it's the ego, right. And it also is taking the responsibility away from us. It's making it that it's an act of God. Therefore, how are we, what can, what can we do? It's already been decided. It's Mm. already done. He has decided. Mm. So we are being punished. And that is that no, like you, uh, you're just one human, but you are one human. And you absolutely have the power to regain control and take responsibility and change. You yeah. know? Yes. I, yes. All of that, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think that, well, to, yeah, the, you know, it says like faith without works is dead and we can't just wallow in like, well, it's all out of my hands. And I think there's a balance of giving things over to the divine, like to things that are out of our reach, out of our depth, out of our frequency that we are currently in. But I do think that it's important and valuable for us to recognize the current frequency and level of power that we occupy and Mm -hmm. like yielding that for our good and being in collaboration with Mm -hmm. the divine to say, okay, like you were saying, it's an opportunity for growth. In my Christian lingo, I see that that I the word comes up is redemption yes Um, you know I think that that's the whole purpose was to redeem the world to redeem humanity so Mm -hmm. no longer you know here's here's your punishment here's fear-mongering but it's like okay the door is open now the table is set now for us to come and be free to make mistakes, 
to allow certain natural consequences to take place. I think that it's possible that God simply just allows for mm-hmm. certain things to take place, these and that, like the natural consequences that happen of our actions. So like you were saying, you know, how this is revealing a lot of truths about who we are as a world. So, you know, these are the natural results of greed and um, oppression and selfishness and mm-hmm. um, apathy and mm-hmm. disconnection and obsession, unhealthy obsessions that absolutely created. These are these are the results, and um, unfortunately, with those results like comes some casualties along the way um yeah but it's i agree it's not a punishment but it's just like a well you have free will to do x y and z and should you choose to go this path this is going to be the result but i do believe that regardless of the choices that we make and the outcomes of those choices that God or the divine or spirit or whatever you want to call it is with us Mm -hmm. and it's like co-laboring with us and laboring for us in ways in the ways that we may not have the strength or the understanding to do on our own um but I yeah, it's interesting. I don't hear a lot of people saying that these days because I think a lot of people have reached this level of consciousness where it's like at least starting to question like, is that really God? Like just going around punishing people and creating fear and division and, you know, feeding feeding our egos like in in a way that doesn't serve us or you know is there another another way but there are still a lot of people like that I know that are possibly in my family um that are still loosely a part of my circles and maybe some people that you know listen to this podcast that are around others that you know are still perpetuating that message Mm -hmm. and it's difficult for me to see that because I find that, you know, I'm kind of like, well, at this point, what does it matter? Like why and the ins and outs of how, like you, I'm, I'm looking towards like the call to action, you know, like what, what now? Like, what are we called to do now in this moment? And how can we move forward? And what can we learn from this? Um, and how can we, how can we like maintain a level of survival while still, you know, keeping our integrity intact? Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's that's interesting. It's not. It's actually not surprising. I find that 
uh, that is kind of the wave that I get when big things in the world happen, like, you know, in spiritual communities, like this call to action, this invitation for... Oh, invitation. I really like that word. Yeah. For people to like, you know, get connected again. Um, mm-hmm. I've noticed that, I've noticed that about like what you were saying about therapists too, like just people who maybe internally are in tuned with that side of them, but may not feel as comfortable sharing that um, publicly. But like you said, integrating the, the spirit with the mind and seeing how the two can work together to cultivate um, the necessary changes or actions that are, that is going to help heal the people, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, and so one thing I want to also, I feel called to throw into the mix um, (laughs) is that we also have to talk, have to remember that when I'm referring to the spiritual community, I'm referring to a lot of people who are um, in tune with and in communication with otherworldly beings or energies. Mm-hmm. So there's also adding that into the mix, whether you believe in it or not, like just remembering that bit of information and in all of this as well. Um, just as within the Christian community, you could say that, you know, an angel came to you in your dream or God came to you. Right. Mm -hmm. And which personally I believe is all the same thing. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing is my personal beliefs. I think that we just have a different language for the same stuff. Um, I think when an angel comes to you or when you talk to God or when you pray to God, you know, that's me. That's also an angel coming to me. Um, but it's also me not just talking to God. I'm talking to my team. I'm doing like air quotes for, cause <laughs> listeners can't see, but my team, um, which would be like my guides, my ancestors, it could be grandma, it could be angels, um, quite literally, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, and to me, I would never, like, I, do take seriously someone who says that they've spoken to God because I just translate that in my language, right? In my spiritual language. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. I did that yesterday too. Like I'm not talking to God, but like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, and so I think there's a lot of value in that as well. So if we're assuming that this is real which I'm just for the remainder of this conversation going to be in that space. (laughs) Um, So like assuming that it's real and speaking to those who um, agree with that. um, We're also talking about not just like enlightenment for humans. We're talking about a, a guided enlightenment for the collective that is being led by, um, by beings, by people by angels, whomever, etc., who know a lot more than we do. Mm-hmm. And this concept of, um, you know, of, of trust, of trusting the divine, of trusting in source and spirit, of trusting the unknown, this blind trust that we are all being so 
tested with right now um, of not knowing like when or if we're going to remain financially secure. Um, not knowing, you know, if someone is going to die suddenly um, that we care about and unexpectedly, um, not knowing if we're ever going to have a job to go back to, if, you know, when we're going to see our families again, our friends, all these things. Um, it's all coming back to just trusting in what we don't know and don't have access to know. Um, and I think that that's like the scariest and the biggest part about this is that we, this is on, this is such a big deal <laughs> and affecting so many people um, that there is just no way that even those who are, you know, the best of the best psychics and, you know, the monks and the priests and, you know, regardless of what your spiritual um, ability is, um, there is no way of knowing the full picture. Mm -hmm. And I've also found on that note, I've also found in my personal experience within myself and with my immediate communities um, that we are not being allowed to see the full picture. Um, and also that there is not a full picture. That really this is a time where humanity is being given genuine free will and choice and we really do like the fate of the world literally is in our hands like this is not a predestined act of god mm -hmm. this is not something where you know some higher being already knows the outcome it's not destiny it's not fate it's an a, a consequence to our actions and we are being asked what we want our fate to be and there is not an answer right now there is no divine answer. There's divine guidance. Obviously we have support, but there's not an answer. Mm -hmm. So, which is why it is such an intense call to action because it really is up to us. There's not some like, Oh, well, God's going to have my back. Oh, well, you know, he wouldn't let me die or whatever. Like, yeah, maybe to some degree there is that, um, depending on the person, but like, nothing is certain right now. Um, and like that on a divine level is so scary. <laughs> yeah. Like that's so scary as hell. Like no pun intended. Like, yeah. Goodness. Well, <laughs> like, I think that's why people are feeling the way they feel, behaving the way they behave. I mean, I, you know, I am still working and, engaging with the public daily at my job and i am watching people's panic in real time mm. and how it manifests differently in different people um and having to take a moment to you know just recognize that you know every time this person is behaving in ways that are not helpful or um, rude or um, uh, just 
or in some ways not safe, you know, but I know Mm -hmm. that that's coming from a place of fear and that's how they're processing that fear of the Mm -hmm. unknown and having to really grapple with all of these bigger questions that they probably can't even articulate what those questions are. Well, the, the thing is, is that we, we are in the, when we're in this place of fear, we are always searching for answers and trying to regain control. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just not possible. Yeah. It's not possible right now. So as long as you're in that place of fear, like you're not going to get the solution that you want. It's never coming. The solution is to step out of that place of fear and trust without knowing. Mm -hmm. And that is something that the majority of people have never had to do. Yeah. Well, even just the fact that most of us are sort of being forced to slow down, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, for those that are unable to work right now or have to work from home. um, And like even watching my, like the dance community, you know, and artists like, all has all performances have ceased you know all like the way we interact and engage with the world has taken a a pause and i like a lot of people just twiddling their fingers like oh like what do i do now and this um i noticed like when people when the first like shelter in place orders were being carried out like people quickly trying to figure out ways to stay busy you know to Mm -hmm. to stay uh in that state of like everything is fast-paced everything is you know everything that i do must have this tangible purpose like for this these means that you know ultimately like you can't take your money with you when you die you can't take your Mm -hmm. property and your riches and all that it's what you what are you going to leave behind you know when you when you leave this plane of existence and I just found it interesting because I was like wow we really we really don't know how to slow down and rest and yeah and it's and the people like me who you know, are not able to take the pause, take the rest and, you know, stay inside. Like, I know that that's all we want. Like we're craving it. It's like, I just want to rest. (laughs) And it, it can be frustrating at times for me at work, like seeing people in the store, like who almost like take for granted the opportunity to like take a deep breath and see what life has to offer without all the things Mm -hmm. um but again it's like you're saying like a lot of people just have never grappled these invitations before um, never because that when you do sit still and with your thoughts uh that is the revelation of like who you are and what and most people don't like it yeah 
Yeah. And who doesn't want to like who they are? We already don't like who we are, you know? Right. It's such a big part of being human. And to, but to truly, but we're able to get past that, you know, do our daily meditations and have our community and those who support us and tell us we're beautiful and they love us and whatnot. And so we're able to look over that, look over those insecurities. Um, But when you're at home alone or at home with the same people, um, or heaven forbid, you're at at home with people that are not safe. Mm-hmm. Um, you are being forced to truly look at yourself in a way that no one ever wants to look at themselves. And personally, I can say um, that just this week, I think I've been so I was working three days a week at a um, a, a store. Um, like a holistic health store before all this happened. And of course they're closed now. Um, But I working three days a week, um, I thought, oh, well, you know, I'm only like obligated to show up somewhere three days a week. I'm living the dream, you know, Mm -hmm. like uh, otherwise I'm building my business from home, from my bed, from my computer, from a coffee shop, from a park, whatever. Like that's the American dream, right? And I thought, oh, like, I know how to be, like, I know myself, like, we're good. Let's do some self-development workshops. I got this. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big fat joke. Yeah. (laughs) Like, sure. Like, and that's the scary thing is that I, in my time of being with myself and working super part-time um, while working full-time, but like the majority of that time being just however I want it to be. Um, and being um, someone who has the luxury of, of yeah, choosing more how I spend my time. Um, it has been... And also someone who's like in the spiritual community, who's super into self-development, like all these things. Um, I definitely underestimated uh, how much I just like couldn't be still. And that's coming. Yeah. I'm like already at an advantage to most Americans with like the way that I live my life and pursue self-development. I've already had a taste of all of like a lot of the nasty parts of myself. And I knew what I was getting into if I was going to be home alone. So, but it like still wasn't enough to like really help me understand what that's like. And so I can't even imagine. Um, And like, I think it's been about two months. That's a real rough guess. I have no concept of time to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, but like <laughs> probably about two months um, since I've been only going to the grocery store. I think I went to Home Depot once. That's like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, this, this past week, for the first time, truly understood and felt and embodied what it was like to just be and have gratitude attitude for just being and to be okay with it just be fine with it and not punish myself for not doing more work to not 
you know, make myself feel bad or wrong about what I was not doing, what I was not accomplishing, um, to just feel, and not just that, but to feel content in sitting in my bed for five hours of my day doing God knows what, I don't know what I've been doing. I like don't know what I've been doing. Yeah. And like to be okay with that, to be okay with the fact that I don't know what I've been doing. I couldn't tell you what I did yesterday. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And like, I, you know, we, we put so much pressure on ourselves for every day to count all the time and to like achieve these goals and to do all these things and to make money and to go to work and to help others and to help ourselves and our family and support and blah, 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 blah and all these things and just go, 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 go. And it's like, you know, go to school, get another degree, pay off your debt, like work full time, like get a partner, like have a relationship, like maintain that relationship. Like, (laughs) and it's just, um, it's a lot. And we make ourselves feel so bad if we're not doing all those things. And like, yeah, it just, the other day I literally just like started crying because I was like, oh my God, like I have no plans and that's truly okay for the first time probably ever. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. And that's, that's what I've been taught. That's what this has taught me. And I think that everyone is learning, being presented with the opportunities for growth that they need to be presented with right now. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was to be still. And that's something that I was confronted with um, on a road trip that I took, um, of, like actually back in January, January, February, right before this all hit. Um, I did a, a road trip through New Mexico and Arizona um, with my mother and um talk about divine timing (laughs) and um and she she lives um 13 hour drive away so i hadn't seen her in over a year and it was really lovely um but i realized on that trip that i couldn't just be and that was like something that was divinely brought to my attention um of a big lesson that i needed to learn um and i didn't learn it and here i am though here we are. I'm, I'm learning it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I'm going to go back to, to work and bust my ass and, and I'm going to go back to working, you know, six to 10 hour days and it's going to be great. And it'll be with a fresh set of eyes, you know, like sometimes we just need to stop before we can keep going. Yes. Um, Yeah. So I'm so sorry that you aren't getting to experience that. However, I do believe that whatever you need to be experiencing is occurring for you. Um, Yeah. I, yeah, I think in my own way, I, I try to find the small opportunities to engage in like stillness, like on my days off, I, Try not to set any goals and just mm-hmm. try to go with the flow. Um, but that that can be really hard because it's like I try to set myself up for success for the following work week. 
Right. Well, your mind is always somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm a planner. And, yeah. Same. And just the fact that I am an empath and I, mm-hmm. when I encounter people at work, like I can, like, it can get really, it just impacts me a little more than mm-hmm. others when people are really manifesting in their fear or um and sometimes a, a little bit of arrogance and you know having to navigate through comments and um conversations that just sort of come out of nowhere but not at the same time because it's like well of course they would say that like look look around you know right um and well, you, know, so I, you know no matter what I do or what we do as a store or as a business like there's people are always looking for something to nitpick about instead of you know being look trying to see the positives um it's hard to find that balance. Like people are either like extremely positive and only want to, you know, revel in that, or it's the other spectrum of like, everything is wrong. Everything is bad. And this is how everything is an inconvenience to me. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's hard to like disconnect from the situation. It's, you know, cause like, what do you even talk about anymore with people? It's trying to be, yeah. trying to be sensitive to the possibilities of their reality. So even just like asking them, what do you have planned for the rest of the day? Like, it just doesn't seem like an appropriate or genuine question anymore because it's like the likelihood is they don't have any plans. Right. And well, they're struggling with that. So this is a great um, segue into something else that's been brought up within the, this community um, is that not only, so in reference to like the light workers, right? Like I could absolutely consider you one of those people um, because the light workers, anybody who is here on this planet right now to help others during this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and being someone who, um, you know, you are so naturally caring of others, um, and someone who really, um, is excellent at creating and bringing together communities, um, and just a creative expression, like all these things that are a part of your life. Um, being an empath and being in touch with your spirituality is from my understanding new um and like you're kind of navigating your spirituality in a new way now than you have before um so something that um has been brought up within the spiritual community is that this is really bringing forth uh like especially in people who are here to help others grow at this time support others bringing forth your biggest hurdles so like for mine, it, for me, it's being still um, and listening, listening to my intuition, listening, 
to my team. I don't listen. I'm very stubborn. <laughs> um, it's like my way or the highway, which is so not helpful. <laughs> but like for you, you know, this is all so fresh and new and it's really catapulting you into that next level. So you are being put in a position where your um, abilities as an empath are being pushed and tested, um, overloaded. Um, also your, um, um, your <sighs> habits of self-care mm -hmm. is like a big one. Yeah. Um, because I know that that's something that you struggle with, um, and are still like, not that you're not doing it, but like finding that balance of self-care and like what that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. So that's like a perfect example of how, because once you, once you are able to set those energetic boundaries and learn how to control your empathic abilities, not only is that a, naturally a form of self-care for you, um, but then you're able to really tune into what other people are feeling and extend that level of care and concern and empathy that you would like to extend, but cannot currently extend because you just are frustrated by them, mm -hmm. you know? So and you could really help someone, you know, because you're really in tune with, with what they're feeling. Yeah. Um, so you have that upper hand of really being able to help them more than the other person, someone who's not an empath could. Mm -hmm. um, and then of course, yeah, self-care is like a big lesson for all of us right now. It's like, we got to figure out how to do it because now like our lives are not ever going to be the same mm -hmm. and we have to learn how to self-care and we have to learn how to do it fast. And like now. Um, because if we can't care for ourselves, we cannot care for others and we need to care for others right now. Mm -hmm. So self-care is like number one. Um, but yeah, so just like this idea that like people who are on this world to, to help other people are being put through the ringer right now. And it's like boot camp. Like, it's like, let's, you know, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like, Hey, we're here. Like your life is going to really suck for the next few months. Um, possibly the next year, because like, we're going to confront all of your demons, <laughs> yeah. you know, for lack of a better word and like confront all of those parts of yourself that you're not comfortable with. Cause you're here to help other people and let's go. Yeah. Get to it. Yeah. Boot camp. <laughs> I, yes. And that is divine timing. I think a lot of things like that were happening, like leading up to all of this, like had to take place in order for me to take necessary steps to, to position myself for that, for this boot camp, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and I feel that, and I, I do feel the, like being confronted with a lot of things, you know, a lot of fears, a lot of unresolved stuff, but also being put positioned to be surrounded by people, whether they're physically with me or just energetically, you know, support to, to be that support, to be that guide, to be that and so for some people like accountability, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, the charismatic in me is saying prophesy girl, prophesy. Cause 
<laughs> yes. Um, so aside from the like call to action and the invitation for us as a collective, especially like those of us that are light workers or people who just are really in tuned right now. Um, are there, so, because I hear a lot of um, whispers of like conspiracy theories. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially at work. And a lot of them are like rooted in like political, like mm -hmm. socioeconomic stuff. Like, you know, those that have listened to previous episodes, like have heard me share stories of customers who, get mad at us for wearing masks or wearing gloves or anything like that because it's just a, the government is trying to control us and this, that, and the other. And then the other extreme is if someone isn't wearing a mask, then like people have their theories about that. Again, a, rea a reaction to the, the fear that's happening inside. But, um, you know, and then I, I guess it slipped from me because I am at work a lot. So <laughs> I don't have the luxury to be on social media all the time. Uh, like I probably would be um, <laughs> if I was just at home all day. But like um, certain documentaries and certain, you know, things coming to light and people disputing them and then than people disputing those disputes and oh yeah so and I you know I, I've sort of disconnected a lot from the like Christian community in that in the realm of like people in the Christian community that have a tendency to gravitate towards like conspiracy theories like in that through that frame framework um so I'm wondering is that a thing like Oh in yeah, the communities that you're seeing, and what are oh some yeah, of the, what are some of the like, what's the most like interesting oh theory that you've heard or seen? Yeah, so it's super uh, fascinating um, because it, it's like a conspiracy theories are a whole other level in the spiritual community, right? Yeah. Because they have the backing of God. They have the backing of the divine. They have the backing of angels. They have the backing of these omniscient beings of aliens, of extraterrestrials, right? Yeah. So like, it's a whole other ball game. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, it comes down to what you believe, which all conspiracy theories do, right? Right. But the thing about the spiritual community is that a lot of these are not rooted in science. Mm -hmm. They're not rooted in fact. They're not rooted in, you know, someone from this lab leaked this information, right? They're rooted in, well, the divine said so. Mm -hmm. um, which to me holds a good bit of weight to some extent. Um, and even then, so it comes down to who is saying that. Because just as with any religion, um, 
with any spiritual practice. You have people who truly may be connected to the divine and have the best of intentions. You have those who have the best of intentions and think they're connected to the divine, but are not, or maybe connected to something not so divine. Mm-hmm. And then you have those who know they're not connected to something divine, but they're preaching anyway because for whatever greed, control, power, reasons, etc. Like any religion, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or you could say like even political system, anything, yeah. right? Um, so it, it's all to be taken with a grain of salt. Um, I've heard everything from, of course, the popular um 5g conspiracy Mm -hmm. um that's definitely one that's going around um the story is mostly that not that it has anything to do like it's not impacting covid at all it's not emitting covid we're not getting covid through 5g which i know is something that's been going around but more so that it's just being used to lower our immune systems um to make us more prone to sickness um, to heighten anxiety, which these are all scientifically proven things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not like a shock or anything. Yeah. Um, and so there's that, that like, just basically the confirming the connection that yes, it is intentional alongside COVID. Um, and then that's, yeah. So that's like more, one of the calmer Mm -hmm. once um there's definitely a lot of talk of um how regardless of how ooh, this is one of my favorites i actually really like this one and i don't know if i would call it a conspiracy theory rather than like just a a a different belief system i guess but that covid19 itself right? Everything has energy. Everything has a frequency. Mm-hmm. So that the disease itself has an energy and a frequency and is to some extent a living thing. I mean, it is, it's mm-hmm. a disease. It is technically living. Yeah. Um, so like, but that it is a, uh, I guess I should say, um, a, uh, omniscient that it, it has a consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that it is, it will respond however we choose to respond. So if we become defensive, if we become fear-based, if we become, um, you know, disgusted and repulsed and um, angry, then it will attack harder as anyone would if, if it were another being, right? Um, it becomes defensive and it attacks. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if we express gratitude, if we thank it for its existence, if we thank it for what it has shown us, if we thank it for the opportunities that it has presented, if we thank it for bringing to light all that it has brought to light, um, you know, for showing us um, possible room for improvement within our social and economic systems, our general like humanness, then it will respond in turn with gratitude and back off. We would see less deaths. Um, we would see less suffering. Um, yeah. So I really liked that. Um, I thought that was very interesting and, 
Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, just a diff- very different way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then there's also if there's also like talk of like extraterrestrials being more present on the planet right now. <laughs> There's like that end of the woo happening, yeah. right? Yeah. People who are in communication with extraterrestrial and other dimensional beings mm-hmm. who are only now in communication with them because we were at such a pivotal point in our evolution um, that other beings are reaching out to select humans, um, many of whom believe that they are not human. Mm-hmm. Um and that like in another life as like i would believe that i am just energy and that i am a whatever that i actually don't, like don't really know what that looks like for me but like i do believe that i exist after dying and i have exist many lives before um that like but to me i'm like oh well, like i'm a like i'm a being right right i'm a i'm a human based being maybe like you know, there's, there's, um, well, I'm not going to, yes, my brain's going a thousand different directions. So, um, I'm like aliens, great new topic. Um, (laughs) but like, you know, there are people out there, a lot of people who are, and I'm talking like people with big followings, people who are life coaches, people who I'm not just saying like, this is some old wackadoodle Joe from, you know, across the street who's housebound, like, I I mean, genuinely, like, smart, intelligent, successful um, people, Um, and, you know, a lot of whom are blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white, young, physically attractive people, um, you know, people who the world would, uh, quote unquote, accept, mm-hmm. um, with their out there ideas, right. Who are claiming that they are these beings who have come been put here, um, to guide us and to then be in touch with other beings who are trying to help guide us. Um, which honestly, like, personally I think anything's possible I think that it's silly to think that we don't that we already have the answers then I just think that it's it's impossible to know ever in this lifetime whether that's real or not yeah um but there's definitely like there's that happening and so there's channeling of extraterrestrials and their advice to humanity mm-hmm. happening there's, um, if, yeah, I mean, there's so many people on the fringe, right. Who are in really in taboo places, uh, talking on taboo subjects who are being accepted by a lot more people now. Um, and also a lot more people who are willing to be out about these things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, as anyone can see, conspiracy is really truly being accepted as, as fact now mm-hmm. a lot more than it used to be, mm-hmm. um, which is a very dangerous place to be in, but also a very beautiful place to be in because I myself do believe that a, 
several conspiracy theories are fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't take it necessarily as like the ultimate truth. I think there's always room for more, um, more knowledge and insight into anything. But like, I don't think that they're as far-fetched as some may think them to be. Um, But of course, that's coming from someone who channels spirit through cards to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so like, I, yeah, I decided a long time ago that while I think it's the, the motive and the tactics, like you were saying, you know, like the intentions behind it. And I think over the years, I've learned to discern some of, like, some of that, like, whether people really, truly just have the best intentions, but may be a little misguided, or, Mm -hmm. or are they knowingly, like, connected to something that is not rooted in light and love, but rather wants to spread fear and division among the the people so but I mean if I believe that Jesus walked on water and and rose people from the dead rose himself from the dead like Mm -hmm. those are very out there things so out there so out there like you know, if I believe that, and if I, especially in my former life of, you know, evangelizing and wanting everyone, like wanting to save everyone and all that, if I'm going around preaching that, like, how can I pass judgment to the one who believes that they are in communication with extraterrestrial beings and you know out of like that are really just beings that are not of this world and right you know well in some in some regard like god is not of this world so correct we essentially like all the religions and the spiritual practices it's just all one big it's just like a big pile of conspiracy theories that Absolutely. we have chosen to like cling to and some make more we, sense than we've others. We've agreed that they are reality. Yeah. And the only thing that makes them truth is that we've agreed it is. <laughs> yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. We've decided, yes, I agree with you and therefore it is so. Mm-hmm. And that's it. The difference between that and conspiracy theories is that with conspiracy theories, we haven't agreed upon it as to reality. Yeah. You know, some conspiracy theories have been proven. And once they're proven, they're no longer conspiracy theories. They're agreed upon reality. Right. What's the difference? Right. I don't see a difference, you know? Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. And that's why, like, once I... Well, not once. I've always grown up really taking from a bunch of different spiritual practices and appreciating a lot of different spiritual practices. And I very much like once, once I realized that there's, we're all just kind of saying the same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, yes, we have different history as far as like our texts go, but, um, 
at the end of the day, we have our God, we have, you know, the martyrs, we have the angels, we have the saints, we have the, you know, the leaders of whoever that be like, whatever that looks like, whether it's Jesus, whether it's a monk, whether it's, you know, average Joe sitting next to us, like whoever it is, um, there are common themes throughout all of these beliefs that we have absolutely no proof of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what makes a saint a saint? What, I mean, okay, that's rhetorical because obviously I know their criteria to like qualify <laughs> as a saint, but like, but, but like why, you know, yeah. like why them? Why plenty of people I'm sure have met that criteria, but like, we're not, making we're not ordaining them as saints like I don't you know and I think that it this man in the sky this invisible man in the sky that we talk about um the only reason he exists is because we agree that he exists and in some spiritual practices he literally only exists because we agree he exists same with like gods and goddesses there's this philosophical I don't know what you would call it i theory, I guess, that um, everything is energy. And if enough people collectively think and believe in the same thing, they can make it like think it into reality. So these gods, these goddesses that people worship um, Mm -hmm. in like pagan religions, um, whether it's a sun god or, you know, uh, or an actual like deity, it could be, um, you know, Aphrodite or whatever, um, that they exist because enough people prayed to them and believed in them mm-hmm. and literally formed this energy with their beliefs and created it into being just because they agreed that it, it was real, that it wasn't some yeah. higher being that already existed and made itself known to man to be praised and worshiped, mm-hmm. but that man created it. So like, that's another theory that I find really interesting in this debate, because when we're talking about conspiracy theories and talking about like, also like the power of the placebo effect. Yeah. You believe it to be true, then it is true. Mm -hmm. If you believe that your allergies are just that your runny nose and cough is allergies and not COVID, then guess what? Well, it's probably COVID, but you know then it's going to go away and it's going to act like allergies Mm -hmm. and you're not going to, you know, so it's like this interesting idea that, um, of agreed upon realities. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I'm even thinking about like time spent in church, this, the call to action to like the power of prayer and like, Mm-hmm. like people feel why like do you think prayer more, works of yeah, course and like the more people that are praying like i'm calling on my prayer warriors you know perseverance of the saints mm-hmm. like um where two or three are gathered touch and agree like mm-hmm. those phrases it's it is a form of manifestation and you know i would argue um and it, i've been wanting to do an episode this is kind of going on tangent but <laughs> I I have been think, saying for a long time that a lot of, uh, I believe that a lot of Christians are, are just witches that are asleep. Hell yeah. Um, 
or like I love that. that just we are using different language to describe mm -hmm. what's actually happening a lot of prayers like when I listen to a lot of people pray they sound like spells mm -hmm. uh, when I when I when I hear spells they sound like prayers <laughs> mm -hmm. and and I and it's interesting because you know a lot especially in like charismatic christian circles you know there is this call to action to pray against witchcraft to pray against magic um but um, but then in turn like all you did was change prayer it is magic all you did was change the wording so you know the witch may be calling upon the earth and the wind and the sun and you are calling upon the name of Jesus, but essentially mm -hmm. the, the, the nature of like calling forth power and energy and inviting that energy to wield like something that will have these results, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's similar. And, you know, I, a lot of people that I know, a lot of people that probably listen to this are, thinking lord jesus help abra but, you know, <laughs> and yes say your spells yes um well <laughs> first of all i want to i want to point out i've like i've like tried not to like <laughs> so many times i've like held back hell yeah and like oh jesus and thank god <laughs> in, in our discussion so far because i'm like wow it's really like has a different meaning when i say it under this context like <laughs> um but yeah i um i agree and it's so interesting because i really I mean, it's just like I said, like I understand the more spiritual I've become, the more I've been able to understand Christianity because I, I'm able to see it through a lens in which I, I agree with, mm -hmm. right. My agreed upon reality yeah, and not seeing it as some foreign weird conspiracy theory. Right. Um, and so but seeing it through that through a lens in which i agree with um i re yeah i absolutely we the whole thing about i'm gonna like keep this to two minutes i'm watching my clock right now yeah. <laughs> i just real quick the whole thing about witches is that it's just a term and it's not what people think it is Mm -hmm. people could absolutely call me a witch I do not call myself that but people absolutely could and I'm not going to correct them because technically what is a witch a witch a modern witch um, as defined by modern witches is just someone who one appreciates um, and acknowledges the interconnectedness of all things someone who uses the power of word and the power of manifestation to help create their reality um, and the power of intention a spell is purely intention that is all it is mm -hmm. so a spell could be a daily affirmation a spell could be um 
you know, like my affirmations are things like I am here. I am worthy. I am whole and complete just as I am. That's a spell because what am I doing? I'm saying I'm using my power of word to help re, um, to help re, uh, align mm-hmm. my mind, body, and soul to whatever reality it is that I want to be in. And the reality I want to be in is one where I am here and I am worthy and I am whole and complete exactly as I am. So people do that every day. People do Mm -hmm. stuff like that all the time. Mm -hmm. People who aren't religious do stuff like that. There's no difference. Um, Sure. Like maybe there's some extra little pizzazz and sparkle with a crystal or um, a plant, right? Mm-hmm. So that's typically what people think about is is using like items, magical items. Well, guess why items are magical? Two th- two reasons. One is because we set the intention that they are. We give them power. Um, and two, because we're under the assumption that all things have an energy. Um, and that things like stones that come from the earth, which are living, breathing earth, and plants, again, living, breathing plants, right? Well, that breathing, yes, technically. <laughs> but yeah. like, you know, yeah. So that they have this energy and that we are working with that energy and treating it with the same respect that you would a human being mm-hmm. or another living creature because there is no difference, right? So... Um, if I can manifest, then so can this plant, so can this crystal, you know, if I have energy, then so does this plant, so does this crystal, um, you know, things like that. So it's, it's really interesting. Um, when you break it down, it's, it's all, again, it's all terminology, it's all vocabulary, it's all just words and agreed upon realities. And it's all just saying different things for the same stuff. Um, And I'm sure a lot of people would disagree with that, yeah, but, yeah. um, that's my, that's my perception about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, just as a lot of people find comfort in Christianity and in Jesus and God, um, for some people it's not comfortable. And for some people they have to find it with plants and crystals and smudging and gods, mm-hmm. you know, they may need multiple gods. That may be what's comfortable to them. It may be the sun god. It may be, you know, the god of wisdom, a god of, of um, I don't know, love. Uh, there's yeah. so many gods out there. It's, it's unreal how many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, and yeah. And for me personally, I don't pray or manifest or whatever to gods per se, but to energies, mm-hmm. to like the collective, right? Yeah. Um, and that's my personal preference. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, it's not as scary as it sounds. That was just a whole bunch of colonizing. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't that bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So um, we're kind of running low on time, but are there any, is there any like last, words of wisdom or thoughts Heck yeah you want to share <laughs> absolutely um so 
for me, I think the biggest thing um, coming from the space of of a of the coaching world, but also coming from just like the spiritual world of like cards that I've been drawing consistently for the collective for myself and for others, the same cards that have been coming up since all this happened. Um, three things that we really need to focus on right now. One, we're not alone. We are all in this together. There is always community and there is always support for you, no matter how alone you feel or how isolated you feel or how unrelatable you feel. Um, there is someone out there. The internet is such a blessing right now. And we have access to so many communities that we never attempted to have access to before. Um, and we have so many communities developing every single day online that would not have otherwise developed. Um, and it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, the access that we have right now to support and to help and, um, yeah. So you are not alone. Um, the other thing being to just be with yourself. And I don't, I don't think that that's for everybody. I think that some people cannot be with themselves and that's okay. And if that's you, then you know who you are and you know that that's not for you and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not time yet. Um, but for a lot of people, it is time. And for a lot of people, um, you know, we're being given an opportunity that's right now is in such a beautiful place of being a, kind of at an in-between space where we haven't hit real major tragedy yet. I mean, we have, but like, it's going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And we, the impact of this is going to carry on for years. Um, and we're just not seeing that quite yet. Um, well, we are, we're not accepting it quite yet is, is rather what it is. Um, so to embrace this in between space of not quite being in fear and tragedy and scarcity yet. Um, and not have kind of not being hit with that two by four quite yet. Um, yeah. and really being able to be in a space where you still somewhat feel safe, um, where you have a savings account. Um, you know, people who are privileged to have these, uh, have family with savings to have people who can support them um, financially right now um, to really embrace that and just be because we're going to have to like get our butts into gear soon. So it's not going to last, you know? Um, and then lastly, just uh, love our planet. <laughs> like this is such a call to action for global warming and for to see our impact um, that we have on the planet and the other living beings inhabiting our planet. Um, and just a reminder that we are not the living being inhabiting this planet and that our survival also relies on the survival of so many other living things that we are just not caring about right now. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and it's time to care. So if you don't have the capacity, the emotional capacity to deal with your fellow human beings right now, um, to at least address, you know, animals or plants, grow a garden, um, volunteer at an animal shelter, um, you know, donate if you have extra money, donate to places like the Trust for Public Land is one of my personal favorites. Um, and just like get involved in that aspect of your community if if people are are too much right now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are the big things and just hang in there and I, I guess really just try to it's it's important that we start to really understand the gravity of the situation mm-hmm. because I don't think we are yet. Yeah. And as always, stay home. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Stay home. Wear masks. <laughs> Wash your hands. Six feet. Yeah. All Everyone carry around a yardstick. All the things. Well, Chloe, I, I thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and your perspective. Um, I wish that the circumstances were a tad Mm -hmm. bit different, but I'm also very, very grateful for the current time that we're in. And if there was ever a time to have you on, like this, this, this is quite fitting. Well, thank you. And, um, you are more, uh, influential than you know. Um, or maybe realize. So I just encourage you to keep, keep pressing forward and um, sharing your light to others. And um, we, of course, would love to have you back on the podcast. Like there were things that you said where I was like, ooh. Ooh, new topics. (laughs) New topics, new ideas. Um, So yeah, and I guess, you know, until, until next until time. Next time. Well, thank you, Ava. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, this is also, this has been a very uh, riveting discussion. Yeah. And I, I also have really talked through some things for the first time out loud with, with you Yeah. during this. And it's been um, very enlightening for myself as well. So I really appreciate it. And as always, you are also a light in this world. And I am so grateful for you and for this podcast. It's, I'm so excited that you're doing it. And whether it's two listeners or 2,000, <laughs> I am also grateful for them. Um, because, of course, I do believe that anyone who, who listens needs is you know, for a reason needs to hear it. So, um, I'm very interested to see what, if any feedback there is. And, um, Mm -hmm. I am happy to answer any questions. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to DM me on Instagram. That's the best way to reach me at mystic visions, ATX. 
Um, or you can email me at Chloe at mysticvisionsatx.com. But Instagram is like quick response. Yeah. Um, but always happy to keep the discussion going and answer any questions for anybody about whatever. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. Continue the conversation with us. Develop a community with other misfits and mystics like us and get your latest updates on shameless plugs and other news by following us on social media. We are on Instagram at Misfits and Mystics Pod, Twitter at Misfits Mystics, and we also have a Facebook page that you can like and share. Want to reach us directly? Shoot us an email at misfitsandmysticspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And with your permission, we might give you a shout out on future episodes. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever streaming service you're using to stay up to date on newest episodes being released. Leave us a review on iTunes to help us gain more visibility. Plus, we appreciate the feedback.